yes. in your talk today. Yes. You um, talked about the relation between, um, as far as I understood, yeah. emotional and um, um, mindful way yes. to live mm -hmm. and the balance. Mm. And um, yeah, in my reflection, I thought, um, yeah, it's it hits a point mm -hmm. um, that it feels in a way that, um, yeah, in my relation, yes. I um, I miss the, the emotional part. Mm. So years passed by. Yes. We have a lot of um, work and children and grandchildren and um, so it's more that it's um, less sharing about the emotion yes and more about the um, yeah the daily life how it was what mm. what happened and yes all this the stories yeah so um I think it's it's really worth um, looking at it mm. when I come home mm. <laughs> without um, to to jump on this poor man and to say we have to talk. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> what, yeah, what's helpful um, to approach this mm. this issue? Adventure. Adventure. Adventure, easy, <laughs> easy. It, um, routine can be the the killer of mm -hmm. emotional life. Yeah. Living in a, a fixed uh, uh, routine, it has a numbing, deadening mm. there. So it is something uh, worthwhile and. Uh, because of the language uh, with the communication S some may respond well but another may listen and feel it's a judgment so if you bring in the word uh, uh, we need a stronger emotional life it might send a slight panic with your good man Uh, there, he may not know what that means or how to how to respond or how to address address that, and the outcome of that is, of course, he will close down his emotions. <laughs> You'll get the exact opposite of what you want. Uh, so it might be useful to go quietly with the word or such uh, words there, and it might require. In a, in a loving, warm space, uh, the invitation for the two of you to do something which you really haven't done before. Mm -hmm. And to bring in some uh, adventure. And you may ask him. That could be at uh, that could be at home. It could be uh, out in the nature, you know, whatever, whatever it would be. You know, you could 
at home you could be dance, you could make love under the breakfast table, you could <laughs> go, go out in the, in, the, in the forest for the tent for the night, you know, all sorts of things. You get the feeling in the heart's life uh, alive and well, and there's more more to share. And initially, uh, you could ask him, "What would be? Let's have an adventure together." and ask him to come up with a, a suggestion or two. And, and that will give some affirmation to his contribution. I will send you an email. I'll be curious. And then I can, um, without mentioning your good name, pass the word on that this is what the Eventually, well, what, what happened? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, a quiet minute, and then another invitation. <clears throat> Yes. I want to <coughs> recall um, a short phrase that yes. you used in your talk today mm. about the um, um, preciousness of unpleasant feelings. Mm. Yes. Uh, for me, in these days, I have made some some good experiences with uh, yes. um, accepting unpleasant feelings mm. and um, the wonderful uh, experience was that they changed quite quite rapidly mm. into something pleasant yes so maybe it's not a big miracle mm -hmm. as long as the unpleasant feelings are not very unpleasant feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so a slight headache or something yes. is um, something one can be 
nicely curious about, <laughs> and maybe it's 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 still wonderful to to experience uh, that uh, there is something happening. Mm. Uh, we were talking about this this shocking experience. Mm. And um, what, when I try to explain why unpleasant feelings are something to be treated with um, appreciation, mm. um, there can be good reasons, like this um, batch, careful uh, with this shocked element, yeah. for example. Mm. Um, one trick does not work. It is to throw matter on an unpleasant feeling, like this means loving kindness, back pain, and expecting it yeah. goes off. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. It's like uh, playing chess against oneself. Nobody <laughs> knows uh, what trick is behind. <laughs> but um, honestly, I find, uh, and I think about this in, in these mm. uh, days, I find good reasons to, um, to, to, to make friendship with unpleasant feelings. Yeah. For example, uh, uh, when we have a cold, uh, there's a burning throat mm. and, and headache. And um, as far as I've read, mm -hmm. um, it's not the cold, it's not the virus that makes headache and, and burning throat, it's uh, the counter-reaction of the body against mm. Mm. Uh, the virus. Mm. Mm. So, to have headaches in this situation means Oh, very good, my, my body is working again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I make it short. Um, uh, trying to find good reasons to accept unpleasant feelings. Mm. I come to, to boundaries. Mm. <laughs> right. And to make it short, if there is a, a very, very, very unpleasant feeling, like like greed for a cigarette mm. or um, just not having mm. had a good sleep. Mm. And then, uh, question to you, Christopher, you have to give a lecture. <laughs> and you still give the lecture. So what do you do with the unpleasant feeling? <laughs> you cannot give it, give it space to it, right? You have to push it away. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a very direct uh, yeah, yeah, question to yeah. you, so I, forgive I'm, me. I'll try to, no, no, feel free to uh, uh, ask. There might be um, um, different situations, including uh, be, being here, but just before I respond uh, to that, uh, Dharma teachings is you will know unpleasant is not to be equated with suffering unpleasant feeling is unpleasant feeling it um, emerges out of the events of feeling life or thought life it emerges in the voice it emerges in the body 
in the impact of circumstances upon us, like you spoke about with the crash a couple of evenings ago, the collision. But what is the relationship to the unpleasant feeling is the, is the key, what you're referring to. And that might, unpleasant feeling, might also be painful. Sure. The relationship to, with enough steadiness, uh, equanimity, presence, may requiring something more in the world of medication and so forth, especially with injuries, so that there's the working with what is at the physical level and being really mindful whether the unpleasant feeling that's in the mind about it is being identified to the degree that the resistance, blame, guilt, fear, worry, the future. Then one knows, one has grabbed hold of the experience, that's the wanting, holding on to it, and then that unpleasant feeling that's in the mind, which is natural, normal and healthy, ends up becoming a lot more than that. Um, especially fear, worry, anxiety, distress, disappointment. Stronger identity would be um, feeling to be a victim of the circumstance. So all that can be start to build... And our practice and our task is to say, yes, this is unpleasant. This feels unpleasant. It is unpleasant. And, um, and that may be in relationship to body, speech, or mind, to events around us. Um, generally speaking, self, with regard to the uh, unpleasant world and uh, uh, feeling, two or three things immediately come to mind uh, here. Um, one is, like others here, what one is informed about, about the condition of our planet, condition of certain peoples on this earth, um, and the environmental situation. That is decisively a concern, and it's an unpleasant feeling to know all this is going uh, on and out of that that can be a spark for some whatever protest action something written or stated and so forth the uh, the, the second um, would be just in the, the circumstances in a way of um, in a way of lifestyle so what I might have in there um, I got a long journey the next day I'm staying at my daughter's the night before because she lives out just outside London and therefore it saves money for the centre because the centre doesn't have to pay a hotel room uh, for me and when there are uh, four uh, youngsters in the house aged from three to nearly 18 <laughs> sleep is a privilege <laughs> As my daughter says, she, she can't remember the last time she had a full night's sleep. Hmm. And so one wakes up, one's just 
wishing to sleep I've got a long journey in the next week I'm in Australia you know blah 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 and I wakes up it's an unpleasant feeling but I know to go from unpleasant feeling to get re- reactive uh, there you know the cat she's got two cats as well one of them's trying to push its way into the bedroom I can hear it scratching at the door you know the little one wakes up in the middle of the night my grandson I can he's downstairs in the kitchen he's cooking his chicken and his curry down there the smells etc fairly normal household (laughs) Um, but one knows to get agitated you know it's not going to help anybody is it and it's not going to help Christopher sleep (laughs) So the, and then sometimes it's um, under circumstances of the re- retreat as, as, as well. The, um, uh, sometimes it's, of course, like you said, it could be a health issue, the cold, and, uh, and uh, so on. Oh, some you know, part of the body, whatever, the knees, the, the back, uh, are there. And in some cases like that, by kind of general attitude, can I stay steady with what I'm doing or what I'm offering in spite of this unpleasantness, mm. in spite of this uh, pain or in spite of this tiredness, or in, uh, etc. Just find, just dig a little deeper and lots of situations in our life where it is unpleasant, we are tired, we don't really want to do so, uh, something uh, there, but there's something kind of more important than the feeling and tiredness, and we, we, we just respond to it. And every parent knows this with getting up in the middle of the night with the kids. You know, or, uh, every doctor knows it in dealing with patients who are very distressed or unhappy. It's not easy for the doctors to, or nurses to, and therapists to listen to all of this during the day, or students who are really worried and anxiety and anxious. No, no, it's not pleasant to listen to. It. Mm-hmm. But in spite of it not being pleasant, we, we endeavour to respond as best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a small remark I have, uh, can follow very mm. well. And um, if there's really something important, you have a, a, a flight next day, yes. you will get up any, and, anyhow. Yes. Yeah, if it's not so important, maybe you um, it's self pity. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could sleep a little longer, and uh, that's what, what I experience too. The, the, the problem, I think, is uh, I get easily caught into uh, um, complaining about. Oh, I wished I, I was fit, and I'm not, and uh, if I was fit, I could do a good job now, yes. and, and so mm. on. Mm. So just not not make big stories. Yes, yes. That's a solution, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a solution, not making big stories out of small events. Exactly. Sometimes with the family with my, my uh, daughter, so we have to go shopping, whatever, for something. <laughs> for her, for the kids, something for myself. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and I had to appear in court on a trip back from India uh, on behalf of the situation. And so I get back to London late on the Sunday night and I, I'm in my India Walla uniform that I wear uh, there. Not quite the best uniform for, to speak in a court. So uh, I didn't want to buy a jacket and trousers just for a court appearance. So I went to the charity shop and, uh, which I actually use um, very regularly and my daughter said to me after being there, I, so I got a jacket right there, there, trousers yeah, they're fine and <laughs> put them on and off, went off to the court <laughs> there. and my daughter said oh dad you're so lucky you always seem to find so quickly what you want <laughs> And I said to her, the differences between uh, uh, you and me is, I'm not fussy. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her is, oh, that's not quite what I want, etc. Or with the children, no, no, no I'm not that. Yeah. Uh, but some of us, maybe it's the monk's training or something, <laughs> you know, we just, what comes, comes, <laughs> let, let that do. And um, and it's more more yeah, easier uh, things. And sometimes the, the training of just being in the you, you know the monk's uniform. Even now, it's just like as you can see, single colours. You know, sometimes the impression uh, there. And I was just um, mentioning <coughs> Mr. Josephine that. Well, I mean, nothing to do with a uh, good discussion, but when I was... Um, when I was a monk in the forest, there were some other Western monks, and sometimes, various reasons, some were coming to England. And, and I said, oh, well, do go and visit my mum and dad, they live just outside London, it's good to go and stay there, there's a place to stay... Mm. Uh, and after my sister and I left home my uh, parents had German students um, coming to stay in South London to go to the English language school you know, during holidays and, and uh, stay there and one evening about 11 o'clock at night the front doorbell rang so one of the young German students went to answer uh, the front door opened the front door and then he came into the living room where my mum and dad were sitting and watching the TV and so, oh, said, oh, uh, Mrs. Titmus, there are two men at the front door, they've got shaved heads and wearing curtains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum said, oh, that's, they're friends of Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, sometimes in this uh, uh, odd and peculiar world that we are, that we are uh, 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 living in, it's catching these lo lovely, precious uh, uh, mo uh, moments. Yeah. And sometimes, even in the odd, finding the humour in the, si the humour in the situation. That's, that's uh, uh, 
rather uh, precious. And one more, my my, my daughter. <laughs> yes, my daughter. She 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 sent me yesterday. Uh, yesterday, it's, it's you know typical Monty Python black humour. <laughs> she sent me a, a short clip, like thirty seconds on YouTube. It's a very famous clip in uh, comedy. The wife is talking to the husband. And the, I can't remember the exact words, but the wife says to the husband, you're no good, and you've never done anything with your life, and I don't know why I married you, and you're hopeless, and, and all, all of that, giving him a hard time. And then they walk into the bank, and then some bank robbers go into the bank, and they grab the man's wife round the neck, and the bank robbers said to the customers and the staff, if anybody moves, she's had it. And the husband goes, da 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 I mean, <laughs> wicked black humour. <laughs> Okay, enough. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. <laughs> I think I put the right question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's have our quiet minutes and short reflection. <laughs> The questions which arise and sometimes the uh, responses uh, uh, that we have. Quite often, um, two or three things, two or three things can uh, take place. So, one is that we might, to try to understand it, sometimes we are relying upon a psychological approach and looking at the psychological dynamics of the past to the present. Sometimes we have the thought um, 
Well, you know, emotion is important. Perhaps I need to talk about it with my partner or whoever it might be. But it can be genuinely healthy and renewing and healing where we give consideration to the action which is necessary. Sometimes the action will have a lot more power to it when we wish, perhaps with the other or alone, to do something rather than rely upon resolution through talking communication or resolution through mindfulness or meditation or silence or, or whatever to really keep the life open to the kind of um, steps and um, initiatives uh, that we can, uh, uh, we can make. And in looking at our the dynamics of uh, language and uh, communication as a kind of practice with all of this to see as much as possible the expression of the trust and the clarity with the view anything, and to really get to know this difference to really catch it early so, in other words, there can be, as we listen to, very valid uh, uh, experiences. And the simple bare view of the recognition of the fact of it is very different when it's a precious experience to question it, doubt it, um, mildly or strongly reject it because it leaves uh, the impression it takes away the happiness and the appreciation for the experience and if it's done regularly enough there will be a lot less happiness in one's life simply because a single pattern is regularly arising which is digging into precious experiences. And so we need, when a lovely experience happens for us, to be able to drop everything else, including method and technique and form, really feel that experience, recognize it, indoors or outdoors, alone or with others, with the arts or with the meditation, whatever it might be, to recognize the experience and be patient and just be mindful enough to know what the view is of it. That's all. To be mindful enough to know what the view is of it. Not to exaggerate it would be one extreme. And the other extreme would be to put it down. And the middle ground is between exaggerating and negating. Yeah. 
And to get this relationship right with view and the field of experience, to get this relationship right, puts our life in order. We've just worked on this. Just said, this is my practice. And so the emergence, view and experience, can harmonise and integrate together. And as we get that right, in those times, humanly enough, we forget, we'll know much more quickly and catch it much more earlier, wow, this view is an old view, it's an old habit, this view is a reactive view. This view is building something up into a story that's too big or whatever. We just, if we just remembered on the small things of life, of the view and the experience going together, and we get a real appreciation for it, when we do move away from it, it will stand out very clearly. And it will stand out very clearly because we know what a clear view is. We know what it is to be in touch with an experience and describe it precisely and accurately. We know what it is. Same here, when we are you know, calm and content and just resting and the being is at rest. The more of those moments, the easier it is to rediscover them because we know what they are. It's not something abstract. We have this experience and... And therefore, the return to it is much uh, easier as, as, uh, uh, as well. And it might be the sequence, as we were just listening to, of meditation in this case, or whatever, experience, seeing the uh, deceptive, reactive view that's going on, and then seeing it clearly, so a fresh view or appreciation uh, uh, can come in. Similarly with the, uh, the, the feeling life, the, un- the unpleasant feeling uh, uh, life, in a variety of ways it comes to us. And listening both from uh, Peter and myself, there are ways that the unpleasant feelings come. But a human being is going to get very tired of just being in the field of unpleasant feelings day in and day out. And even in times of difficulty in which we may have to attend to a lot of unpleasant feelings and perhaps some suffering uh, uh, over, please, please, please remember the pleasant is not far away. It's very close. It's incredibly close to the unpleasant. And it's up to us, even in the midst of a lot of difficulties of life, to be able to acknowledge those moments of the pleasant. Sometimes we really need some relief from the difficulty. And Sometimes some good spirit and good humour there. And many short stories, because we mentioned uh, tiredness. A dear friend of mine is the director of a hospice in the San Francisco Buddhist uh, hospice. 
You, know, you understand hospice? Mm-hmm. For the dying. And it was in the middle of the night. Patient there. Not much longer to go. Could be hours. Could be the next day. Right in the very last stages. And he said to he, so he's sitting on the, t- on the side of the bed. He's working all day and hard. And he, and, he, and he said to her, can I get into bed with you? I'm so tired. <laughs> and the good lady, in the last period of her life, started giggling. <laughs> and, and something in the dynamic of such an outrageous request. <laughs> there, but it, it, it can sometimes, in the moment, it just touched the spot. And they both started giggling uh, uh, there. And the life, you know, next day passed on. Sometimes the, uh, the wonder and the joy of life and the loss and the separation are extraordinarily close together. Did she die? Like was she died. Not so he, 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 did get, he didn't get into bed. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was a joke. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a certain kind of, um, whatever, Monty Python trust <laughs> when you could, could say that in such a, 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 a situation and the good spirits of human beings can uh, recognise it. It's nice. All right, everyone. Thank you for lending an ear. Thank you. So the uh, time now, time, 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 is um, 8.45, to 9. If the bell ringer would kindly ring the bell in 15 minutes, and then at 5 past 9, have the uh, sitting together through to 9.30. Okay, thank you.